Bunk Serena and his Extreme Rewind, your weekly look to the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view special. We've even covered ECW on TNN in between. Um, and this week is pay-per-view week as we're looking at ECW Massacre on 34th Street 2000. I dropped the year, but there's only one that ever happened. Yourself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. Oh, what's happening, Jay? What an intro. So many words. An amazing intro. Um, as every week, but an amazing intro. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it got confusing because I, 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 I got there and was looking around and, uh, you know, couldn't recognise anyone from the massacre. It turns out I'd gone to 28th Street. Um, so that was embarrassing. Um, but, uh, you know, we are, we are, we talk often about the influence of, of what we are watching, of, of you know, the, the, the hardcore revolution all the way from 1 to 401 and all the PPV specials and WTNNs in between. Um, and even this week on the 30th anniversary of Raw is War, um, we heard Paul Heyman in a ring in Philadelphia talking about three letters as the crowd chanted ECW and declaring that Sami Zayn was guilty as charged. I thought that reference was quite good. Mm. <coughs> Remember old Judge Jeff Jones? <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah, I thought that. Keeping it as it's current and mixing it all in a transition. Obviously, Raw Rumble is fast approaching. It is. If an ECW legend was to appear as a surprise thing in the, EC, in the Royal Rumble, who would you pick? Uh, is that who's likely or who I'd like? Uh, I'm guessing who's likely because obviously Dudley Boys, I'm guessing, are out because Devon's just left. Can't really wrestle. Can't see him bringing Bully back by himself. No, and wouldn't do... I mean, you know, they, they could do a spot as the Dudleys, but they wouldn't do two spots because... Could get pulled apart too much. Um, well, that's it. You'd like, have to, you'd have to do some crazy, like one or two. It's the only way you'd make it insane. Yeah. Um. So likely, RVD. RVD. I was going to say RVD or Dreamer. I think Dreamer's still impact contracted for for what that's going I'm, to be, I'm sure they'd be fine with it, but RVD would be yeah. I'm um, guessing the main one. And then obviously Dream would be someone like Raven, even though he, he you know can't really bump would be great. Um but no, I think RVD potentially. Um Steve Carino if, if his son is WWE bound. Steve, yeah, Steve, yeah. I think I'd I'd be going mental, you'd be going mental, but I don't really know. <laughs> No, I, I mean, still, but I can I, still see. To be fair, if um, if Kobe Carino does sign for NXT, which obviously there's a likelihood of, I could still see NXT doing a angle, and Carino finally getting a a takeover match or something. Yeah, and that that'd be his final match. To, you know, so you've got the the, the <coughs> Steve Dusty stuff that we've just um, had the joy of watching. Um, and was really, really good still 20-odd years later. Then there's the Steve Cody stuff. And eventually um, have um, 
Cody go up to the main roster room, cut the same promo again on Cody, Kobe Cody. It just the same promo again. We cut it through generation after generation. We finally get Steve Carino Mattel action figure that everyone wants. It all makes sense. It would be good. It would be good. It would definitely be good. Uh, what about you? Any any predictions for the Rumble? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I think ECW-wise, I think RVD is probably the only logical one. I, I can't see. Like I said, Dudley Boys wouldn't work. Shane Douglas probably just never happened. Sabu would be too strange. Yeah. Because it, it'll be based on, like, this, even if he's, like, sort of did bits, but if he did it, it'd be based on like table spots and it just wouldn't really work the same way. So I think it'd have to be RVD if they were to bring anyone out. I don't know if they would, but it'd just be nice when it's always nice. I mean, you know, one of the greatest things about <coughs> the Rumble is always the potential for surprises. Um, Maybe a motivated Danny Doring. It could be. Could be. That's an em- empowered promo about how he's still not over Pluto losing its status as a planet and then just knocks out the Royal Rumble. That's what we need. Um, but yeah, Massacre on 34th Street, 2000. Not to get confused with any other year. It's from the Hammerstein Ballroom. I'm sure you probably know because you look at bits like me. But can you guess the attendance for this show? Um, I mean, Hammerstein's never as big as we think it is, is it? No, it's actually a lot smaller. Uh, and the last one I think we said was 5,000, was it? 11,000? I think so, yeah. 4,600. So I'm going to say about 3,000. Yeah, 2,600. Each. It's, uh, I mean, that's... That's the venue they're playing, though. I mean, well, exactly. I mean, this is not like very I mean, much. Their their big was. Did they do over ten thousand at one? I can't even remember if they did over ten thousand at one. No, they never did over ten thousand. Because uh, six thousand, isn't it? Yeah. yeah they never made ten thousand. Heat wave two thousand but... was five thousand seven hundred, apparently. But um. Five thousand for living dangerously. Yes, like, that's just that's strange. Like, obviously, I know they're just doing bits and. I think the rules ninety nine was six thousand. This is just us having two very different conversations. They like it though. It's very <laughs> good, but people got two headphones. Five thousand eight hundred for um, November to remember ninety eight. Main event of November to remember ninety eight was. As um, Sabu and RVD versus that lot. Yeah, New Triple Threat versus Triple Threat. Yeah. There you go, see? It's not a surprise that's kind of, you know, that it's hottest, is it? Oh, just shit on my parade a bit more. No, no as in, <laughs> that's Which... the bit that gets the biggest crowd. Oh. I thought you say you're not surprised that I've got the main event right because it's hottest. No, I was surprised you got the main event right. Oh, that's really proud. Because the thing that throws me off about that in a weird, like, change the subject thing is um, I'm sure 
the VHS cover over here had New Jack and Bam Bam Bigelow on it. <laughs> they always sort of just assumed they wrestled, but that was a completely different event. Yeah, they they always <clears> did love kind of like their random stock images. Yeah, just exactly, just they were soldiering a dream of cards that never happened. But anyway, so know. this card is happening. Has show happened. kicks off. Did happen. Show kicks off. Like um, like an old school ECW show, I guess, with the champion sort of doing the leather coat, very much Taz esque. But mm. you got Steve Carino, obviously there is the champion. Um, talking about this is the first time in his career he's walking into a pay per view as a world champion. Called it a bit. It takes the piss out of like former champions, but not former ECW champions, just former like in general world champion. Um, it's kind of a good like he dips in and out of intense. And comedy, kind of like a standard, like Creedo promo, and then obviously finish it off with the victory high spot. Anything else you took away from this? Not particularly. No, I think it was it was you know a decent opening promo. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. Um, Joey Styles and Joe Gertner in the ring welcomed everyone to the pay per view. Um, we basically then get tag teams coming out, followed by. Dawn Marie, and she basically stands there. You've got York and Matthews, uh, Simon Diamond, and Swinger. And she basically says that one man's not enough for her. She needs two, and the winner gets her, which is weird because this is something we spoke about a long time ago. I didn't realize that it sort of happened. Where does this fit? And I'll be looking this up as I'm <coughs> asking this. Um, I mean, this must be after the Terry Invitational tournament. Yeah, it must be, because that, yeah, because Raw Rumble 2000, which obviously would have been January, whereas the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys in the tables match, there's a backstage promo where um, Terry said about coming out and and Jeff was like, no, Terry, this is too extreme, and told her to stay at the back. So that would have been... So it would have been 1999. Yeah. <laughs> Quick answer. <laughs> it all relays back to a, a thing. And it's the anniversary the other day as well of the Taz debut at the Garden. It was. And, and in the UK, I was watching wrestling on Channel 4. Channel 4 was spontaneous advert break, which coincidentally, they took out the Hardy Boys program. You never saw it. And I saw it years later when it got the DVD. So it's even more sets. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> someone called Cactus Jack wrestled on the primer as well. I was listening to Cactus. Oh, we're never going to talk about his <laughs> so, <laughs> so Go with it. Go with it. Go with so it. I was listening to the Cactus Jack paper uh, podcast the other day. We were talking about Adula the Butcher. This is all connected. And Adula the Butcher's dream was to wrestle Madison Square Garden, which he never got to do. So Cactus Jack pitched that he got involved in that match and came out during the Hunter Hearst Helmsley match and somehow got involved. But they didn't really know what he was going to do or how it was going to work. He just thought it'd be nice to get him to wrestle at Madison Square Garden because he wanted to. Yeah. <sighs> and then, no. October 99 was the invitational tournament. Yeah. So this is, yeah, yeah, 14 months later, they replicated which is sad because ECW always the generally the innovators 
I mean, obviously, you can let this slide because everything that people generally pinched off them is just kind of quite minuscule. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that WWD didn't invent this as a concept. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? I mean, I, I can't off the top of my head evidence that by saying, no, it was done here. But, oh, no. um, yeah. Um, so that happens. So we get the match. Um Fine enough match. They're given about just over five minutes. Christian York and Matthews win. Dawn Marie celebrates with them. She's their new manager. Then she's not. She turns on them and joins Swinger and Simon about time. Yeah. Um, so what I liked, what I didn't mind about this match is there's no kind of you know but, but what if they had won with kind of like um Dawn Murray getting involved and costing York and Matthews the, the, the win or something it was out and out I don't give a fuck who wins I'm, I'm off with these um but yeah it's um it's just really weird after everything they've done with Dawn Murray and all they've tried to do she's she's now a, a Manager of a heel tag team, but she's again like I said. I didn't know that she ended up with Diamond and that in things. I think it would have been cancelled over here at this point. But it's sort of um, yeah, like it just should have been instead of the whole Carino situation. Carino should have been like a one-off as a Francine, yeah, thing. As a, but it shouldn't have been like a thing thing, you know. This, no, this is absolutely. this is it. But um, yeah, so that's how we start off. Pretty decent way to start off the show for like, well, obviously ignoring the dark matches, which we'll, we'll see in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, decent. Um, doing a road kill promo. Dark matches. Weird dark matches, isn't we're, it? We're going to try. We're going to try. Until we have mm. to talk about them, we're not going to talk about them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, doing a road kill promo, basically saying the FBI is the only team who's beaten them. It's not going to happen again. And if they don't win, they'll still split Chickens. Yeah. Like a bunch of chickens. Like a bunch of chickens. Cyrus joins Joey Styles in the commentary box because, yeah, um, Joe Gertner run down to help York and Matthews for some reason afterwards. Uh, yes, yeah, so one of them was, was injured. In He injured his arm whilst doing a hurricane runner. So it wasn't even that you know, the heels injured him. He injured himself. So... Uh, Gertner could sense something was wrong. So ran Super, down to check. Really concerned, Gertner here. I mean, it keeps him out for the entire thing. Why Very on earth well. do you think that Gertner never got to call the pay per view? Well, this pay per view. I mean, him getting, and they make yeah. a joke of it here as well, you know, like looking forward to doing a whole pay per view with you. Uh, or, no, that was the last one. Mm. Um, but why do you think that they never let him do the pay-per-views? They always had him written out for an angle of some kind. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't yeah. know. Maybe because maybe they didn't trust him for, the, for the, that length of time. Maybe they didn't trust him live. I don't know. Like, 
It's, it's hard because he's a good speaker, but obviously a lot of his lines, I don't know, because it's hard because you sound like sort of slagging him off, but I don't know, because obviously with the with the hardcore TVs and TNNs, I'm guessing most of it would have been recorded afterwards the commentary. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Maybe it was just too extreme for extreme. You didn't know where he was going to go. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, or just not very good with, with off-the-cuff lines and needed everything. Well, this is it. He would have tried to throw something out but, there. and But then you'd think that they just... I mean, apart from the fact they want to... I suppose they want to do his opening, don't they? They want him to pop the crowd with his with his little shtick and then... Well, that's it. It's a like a, away. Yeah, it's a nice little thing. Gets everyone mm. up for it. Um, singles match. Easy money with Hamrick, Electra and Julio. Julio Danero taking on Bulls Mahoney. I still love this um, Hamrick and Crew music. <laughs> like, they had it again. I listen the to World it. Cup. Yes, it's just it really. <laughs> oh, I, we'll come to weird dubs later because there was a, a, a music hit and I didn't know who the fuck it was. And then when it came out, I didn't understand why the fuck it was. But we'll get on to that. Um, yeah, uh, no, there are there are times where the um, Certain ones just really, yeah, just yeah, just really just hit different. This one, I really got into yeah. it again. So, bring it back, you cowards. We want to hear it. Um, they take the balls behind the uh, good enough match, didn't they? It's got no real place. I mean, flaming table death match feud going on to non existent anything to suddenly he's taking on easy money, a singles match, and losing at seven minutes 54. Yep, um, weird, but it happens. Um, Nova makes the save, which of course leads to your boy Nova versus Julio De Nero. That's what you say. That's what you think. Um, this one's given again about six Maybe minutes. Maybe four hundred episodes, but I finally got a thing. You got a thing. You're back, baby. <laughs> it's Dusty left. <laughs> and yeah, Terry yeah. Funk, you've been chasing. Nero, <laughs> but. Um, Julio you know, Nova looked in like fantastic shape. Yeah. Highly motivated Nova again. Yeah. Um, you know, has, so, has lost the shackles of Chris Chetty. No longer holding him down. That feud is done. Loser leaves town, baby. Yeah. And if he's he fine, he's not, stuff. he's not annoyed about it. Feud's no. done, he says. Um, yeah, so Nova won. Beats him. Fair enough. Looks in you know, ready to go. Cool. Uh, we then get another little amazing backstage promo from my boy Rhino. I can't even do his his justice, but pay per views promos about the censoring is just a different feel. Yeah, I mean, I, so I love this one. Did not love it as much as last. Now, New Jack was one. New Jack was special just because it just kept going. And, and, you know, ripping off his face and feeding it to you so you're going to shit out your own face is still... <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. I mean, you know, if we were still had enough of a run of this show that we were still talking about T-shirt designs, I would be pitching that pretty fucking heavy. When there should be people walking around wearing T-shirts with a picture of a rhino, cartoon rhino, saying, I'm going to shit out your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just too much. But he's a, he just goes off at Spike and just talks about oh, everything. 
Did you rip off his head and puke down his neck? Or I can't remember what he said he was going to do. I, no, I don't think he's going to. I think that's what Spike kind of mimics him with. Okay. But he is. He's just, you know, he's just, he's just, you know, doing his usual unhinged, you know, he, ah, <coughs> and another thing, and, uh, and I'm going to this, and I'm going to do I know because of, like, you know, copyright, we can't do sound bites, but <laughs> Rhino promos are the only time that I've actually wished we could do sound bites on this podcast. They just, with the exception of maybe Hamrick's theme music, which would be a great little end to every show, but but just generally, like, yeah, that like, couldn't just so good, just honestly so good, uh, just complete, just just spill. Like, imagine I mean, everyone just being is, quiet, going, yeah, that's the one. And, and this thing, he goes into such random shit that you would just be mondering along. You know, he could be sitting there, kind of going, "Where does King Charles keep his marmalade sandwiches? Because you never see him with a fucking bag." Like, yep, that's the take, Rhino. <laughs> that's the one. Cheers, mate. <laughs> that's, that's the one. It's just, um, yeah, he's just out of control, but he's great. So that, that match is coming up. Um, next up is the ECW tag team title match. Doran and Roadkill versus FBI. Um, if Doran and Roadkill lose, that's it. They're done as a team, and they're just simply known as Doran and Roadkill. Um, Same to see go. <clears throat> now, this match, <laughs> I had really low expectations for it. Why? Um, I just don't really, didn't really care for Dorian Roadkill. But I will say, I actually really enjoyed this match. I, I mean, realistically, so, so similar. Um, realistically, I don't know why I had such low expectations for it. Because, um, you know, Roadkill and Dorian have been doing great stuff. FBI, we know, can put on a hell of a show. So, yeah, you know, you, there was no reason why this would be a bad match. Exactly. It um, just felt like a tag team title match, a pay-per-view, given 10 you know, minutes. And you thought, uh... So, I, because I, I did kind of give a think about this. <coughs> I think what I came up with is because the we've seen the rug get pulled out of Doring and Roadkill so many times in this position. Yeah. Where they've been built and then just kind of cooled off drastically. And it's always a fuck finish and it's always a nothing and you know blah 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 and then they go so the fact that this one actually you know went beyond that i think is what what kind of caught me and then really lifted it. yeah but it just um <clears throat> i mean obviously i know it's like years later and and all this we talk about all the time but there was something really really just even the finishes where it looked like Dorian and Roadkill were just being screwed out of it. They'd fucked it. It wasn't going to be their time. They didn't stand a chance. It just didn't. They just would, you know, they had this whole like, you know, it wouldn't give up. Like, you mm. know, Dorian getting hit by the belt and Roadkill not being able to get in in time, but somehow he kicks out before three. And like, you know, Roadkill in like the double submission and, and Dorian can't get there in time, but somehow, you know, they do. And they just seem to survive. Every time you think that's like, it, they've lost it. They just kept surviving and pulling it through. And it really is, was like... Hell of a story. Yeah. Hell of a story, yeah. And um, they, they won it. They, they pulled it out. Great reaction. And um, 
yeah, it, it just felt really like for a, a team that should have well, was getting lined up and should have won the tag team tournament, despite you know FBI and <clears throat> Unholy Alliance coming out as these two amazing teams, sort of almost out of nowhere. Well, to be able to be fair, should have won the belt from the Impact players. Well, yeah, should have you know just continued the lineage of the titles by yeah. beating the Impact players. Yeah. Even if it was just in a whole kind of, you know, just incredible costs, Lance Storm, the night after, it just didn't. It, it didn't need to happen the way it happened. Well, yeah, like I said, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been Lance Storm defending it by himself and losing. However, they got it, they would have made it work. And but um, yes, yeah, so that was really good. And um, <clears throat> I'm interested to see him as tag team champions for even like you know the couple of weeks we get them would be still interesting. Yes. We get a promo from Spike mocking Rhino. Basically, um, this is the one where he's basically there, sort of just taking uh, the piss out of him. I'm, I'm the big bad Rhino. I'm gonna this, and I'm gonna that, and I'm gonna rip my your neck head off and shit down your throat, and I'm gonna. Uh... He sort of just stops. He just sort of gives the whole like "fuck you," and just lists off loads of big guys that he's beaten. Yeah, and I thought. Oh, and then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to this match, but I was ridiculously excited for this match at this point. Yes. Um, cut to the rope cleaner, running around with a towel, getting a massive pop. So it was funny because I was, I was watching this kind of going, interesting that we can see the rope cleaner because we've never seen that before. And is this the first time in a wrestling context we saw the rope cleaner? Because well, you never saw it in w- yeah, because you never saw it in WWE and things like that. No, all because it's too... So, yeah, I thought... Yeah. Uh, and, and it was just kind of like one of those weird kind of throwaways and then I didn't remember that he actually then comes into play later on. But, um, yeah, it just felt quite quite bizarre. Um, next up, singles match, Tommy Dreamer versus C.W. Anderson. C.W. Anderson's music was very strange. I thought it was a constant ticking that I thought was like... Um... Yeah, so this is the ma- this is the music I was talking to you about. You know, it hits and I didn't know who it was. Um, and then... Um, and then after that, you kind of listen to the music and go, I don't understand why this is the music for this guy. Because um, it doesn't fit. You know, even as, as bad dubs go, doesn't fit what you would think of as as the C.W. Anderson. Yeah. Do you remember what his music was? What, C.W. Anderson's? Yeah. Of course I do. It was the instrumental to Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Are you trying to catch me out? Or did you not know that? Oh, I didn't know that. No, his, his music was, um, yeah, Deepest Bluest by LL Cool J. It's the instrumental version. I just thought you were trying to trick me because you know I love Deep Blue Sea. I don't know, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll find a clip for you at some point. Probably not now because we're doing a show, but another time. Fair enough. Talk amongst yourselves. We're just going to Google CW Anderson videos for a minute. We'll come back. We promise. We'll find our deepest bluest by LL Cool J. And we're back. 
so it was. Uh, I mean, us taking two hours out to actually watch the film, not something I regret. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't in it. Weird. No. Although that one, that one shark did look a little like an Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match is given a lot of time. This is given nearly twenty minutes. Um, Do you oh, think that's just because Tommy Dreamer just can't move quickly now? Sammy. Um, Dreamer. This is full of nostalgia, this episode. You've been on the journey, you get the references. You're just popping in. Sorry. Available in the archives. Yeah, go check it. Yeah, they're, out, they're one of them. Go check all of them, you'll find Sad it. Sad Man and Woman was a fucking revelation. Women, yeah, honestly, one of the best combinations. I'm sure they'll pop up again at, at some point. If we were to do some sort of look back show, <laughs> look back at a look back, we wouldn't be so bold, would we? Yeah. We'll just start it again. <laughs> See if it's just like we remember it. Yeah. It's never ending loop of ECW. Number one, Super Destroyers take on Glenn Osborne and. <laughs> Super Detroit's longest ever running these W Tag Team Champions. Back. True. And you face Dory and Roadkill. Four weeks. Um, After defeating Glenn Osborne and Max Thrasher in the tournament final. Dropped uh, it to Stetson and Winters. And Dreamer won it quite early on, didn't he? he came, they came out and won it in like eight seconds or something. JT Gunn, wasn't he, or something? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Dreamer against C.W. Anderson. Um, Johnny Gunn. Johnny Gunn. Johnny Gunn. The original Gunn. Uh, good good and match. Shane Douglas fucked him over. Would change. What would, would be a continued theme? Anyway. Shane <laughs> Douglas, the man of a chain in his pants. Always there to remember. I know you can't trust me, but you can trust me. Oh, damn it, you can trust me. God is my witness. It's always been you and me, Tommy. Why do you trust me, you son of a bitch? Um, yeah, C.W. Anderson might have a spine buster on a reverse table, everyone. That, uh... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I'd be, there's no way that we could possibly get through this otherwise. <laughs> There was run-ins. Louis came out, Paulie came out. There was a bunch of stuff. It lasted about 17 minutes. Yeah, I thought Loads. it was ending and it just didn't end. Yeah, loads happened, but I ain't got time to cover any of it. Because... But the, the spine buster to the table the wrong way around was um, a brutal-looking <coughs> safe shot. It was a brutal-looking safe shot that was sort of really unnecessary. Because if you'd just gone in front of a normal table, I would have accepted it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't but, turn around and go, this won't stop the man. Spin that table around. But, but you know, well, this is the thing. I mean, he's, he, needs he's to not... hit, he needs to hit the metal from the other side, not through the table. This isn't the same Tommy Dreamer that went through three tables from primetime Brian Lee, smashed it through, well, and the then Eagles was back up from the Eagles' nest, and then was back up the next week. Or had a sender block broken on his back from the impact players in a street fight. Yeah. Mm. The weakening's been there. Or 10 cane shots for a blind sandman. 
Just give up, Tommy. So this is um, yeah, this is. He'll take both of them because he's extreme, Tommy Dreamer, and the um, yeah, he's lost. So it happens. Um, Whitbreck and Tajiri out the back. Sinister Middleton walks in. He's excited. We're all excited. He's back. Yeah, he has all his fingers. Um, so and, and and yeah, so so that's that angle done then. Yeah, he's back. There's no no repercussions. Everyone's all right. He didn't come out. Didn't blame the FBI. Just celebrating to be back. Yeah, so, and yeah. and you know the the unholy alliance didn't get involved in the FBI match. Although you know apparently they tried to cut off their their, their spiritual guru's fingers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we get the ECW World Television title match. Rhino defended his title against good old Spike Dudley. Um, Spike Dudley is another one that I like his edit because it's very similar to Highway to Hell, so I accept it. Yes. <clears throat> so it's a good kind of like um, good attempt. I don't mind it. This match, it wasn't a bad match, but I was left disappointed with this match. Why are we disappointed? Because it's it's my own fault, really. I kind of sold myself a dream where I kind of had Spike Dudley, Mike Awesome expectations. You know what I mean? Where it's like Mm. the whole sort of when Spike come out and you kind of expected like, do you remember the feeling we're going to win this award? That sort of thing. You know, like, I really expected that it was just going to be Rhino constantly murdering Spike and Spike just not giving up until he gives up. And it just wasn't that. It was just sort of around the ring, little beat down match. And it was good. And I felt like um, at this point in the show, I started to feel a dip in the crowd. Where the, the yeah. crowd kind of lost the ECW crowd. And just became like a watching crowd. And I'm not sure if it was a network dub or it was really like this. I can't remember. But it, I mean, we'll get to the main event. But it was really obvious in the main event that the crowd just kind of really started to fall flat. Yeah. And um, I don't know because they had matches before or whatever. It, was it wasn't even really a long show. It was only two and a half hours. But compared to like today's standards of some of them. No, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just didn't. It wasn't. Don't get me wrong. It's not an awful match, but it, in my head, I just imagined it to be this. You know, Spike came out first, sort of set up tables and threw chairs in the ring, and just basically was ready to fucking go to war. It just wasn't like that. Rhino came out first, and Spike sort of came out. They just started brawling. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be this spike throwing everything at Rhino, similar to. Uh, and it was for a minute. Yeah, it was, but it just didn't. It didn't have the same. I know, obviously, Mike Olsen's power bombs and tables and completely different wrestler to Rhino, but I don't know. I just expected that sort of level of, you know, spike throwing everything at him, and then suddenly getting ripped in half of a gore and launched across the ring. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, it's just me. It wasn't a bad match. It was just in my head I created this match that they probably gonna struggle to achieve. I, I think the other thing is it 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 finished with a brutal spot in the sense of you know him just choking the life out of him and 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 having to be 
filled up, up yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, but it wasn't an incredibly impactful spot. So the crowd didn't get their holy shit finish in the same sort of way. Yeah. Um, whereas him getting, you know, gored through 35 tables or, de- or, or you know, power bombs to the outside or, you know, like a, a pile driver through a table on the outside or all the rest, they're, they're a bit more big in regards to their brutality. Yeah. But, um, so the match just did kind of end. Mm. I mean, it's still really, don't remember, it's still really good. Like I said, it's, it's my own fault. I created that, that they were obviously in a plan. Like I said, the spot at the end was choking him out. He literally got Spike throwing up. And I mean, it, it does, does take Revel, uh, Rhino even to like a new sort of level of yeah, brutality. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, next up, we had the I'm guessing mystery partner match with Brecken. Yes. Tajiri versus Crazy and whoever Crazy. Whoever wants. he might be able to find. And um, yeah, as we said on last week's show, we had um, Super Creed Crazy Cash. And their um, tag team yeah. debut, I imagine. Oh, again, it's like. It's cool to bring in cash, but it's just like such a nothing, nothing thing to do. I mean, you'll get an outstanding match between these four, and I'm guessing that's the main purpose. But there's no real way to go. I mean, cash and crazy are never going to be um, a team. No, I mean it's it's a really kind of weird pairing, <clears throat> just in the sense of you've brought super crazy back with this kind of you know big drive and then just slot him, slot him straight back into the Tajiri feud. And again, you know, Tajiri feud is, is iconic for ECW. It's up there as one of the best ECW feuds, but we've seen it's done, all the rest of it. You know, it looked like he was going to come back and do stuff with C.W. Anderson. It looked like he was going to come back and do stuff with someone other than Tajiri. And here we are again. And now Cash is kind of caught in the wake of this as well. Um, yeah. And you know, it wasn't long since Cash was the one that beat Rhino, that since Cash was the champion, that since Cash was this and that. And, and you know, he's now the continual perennial mystery partner, mystery opponent. Yeah. So, um... And then also yeah. they, they lose to the Unhappy Lives. I mean, that's it. It's just, um, yeah, nothing. So nothing like bad. Just um, like I said, just um, and it's a great match. Always, 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 always. Oh yeah, like I said, any time you get crazy, this combination always works. It's not the thing. And like I said, it just it was a chance to, I guess, sort of get crazier a partner. But the the cash and whip brick had some great exchanges, a great little hurricanrality outside for a table and. The resurgence of Whitbreck under this team, um, I don't think really struck me the first time around because we hadn't seen the journey from the underdog and the champ and the you know the, the tag champ with with um, Cactus Jack and that that Whitbreck. But you know he really kind of 
found himself in this in a way that he he just hadn't in other roles. I mean, you know, it's it's not long ago since him coming back that he was the, you know, I don't live in my mum's basement. To to now the 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 demonic pyromaniac putting on you know, matches that we just haven't seen him do before. He was a good worker, but now he's just incredible. Oh yeah, and also like it, it would obviously probably help his body a bit as well because he gets to rest up in between sort of crazy bits. Mm. <clears throat> so um, that was really good. And like I said, yeah, Tajiri and, and Whitbrook won, which makes sense. You know, they're the proper tag team, so they should be defeating a makeshift tag team if you want to throw sort of logic in it. So absolutely, it works. Uh, up next in the most pointless moment of the evening, we have the Baldies get off a train. <laughs> Walk for about two seconds, say there's going to be a massacre on 34th Street, hit a sign that says 34th Street, and then that's that. Yes. Um, yeah. It made no sense whatsoever. Next up with the ECW uh, heavyweight title match, freeway dance, Carino versus Jerry Lynn versus Justin Credible. The um, massacre this... match. Oh, no. <clears throat> this <laughs> massacre match. This match was given about uh, 23 minutes. Um, this one, I, I think that the crowd really struggled in this. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like they were just watching, but it was just quiet. I think even to the point where there was a bit where just incredible grabbed, grabbed the mic and basically just started slating Lennon. Yeah. yeah. Thing. And I honestly feel like that was just to get the, the crowd rattled up a bit so I, I have sympathy because obviously you know you've got three people in the ring here Jerry Lynn is your out and out baby face apart from the fact that you're, you're teasing Hillstone with him and Cyrus yeah. um, and also you know gets eliminated first in a really kind of silly jobby kind of way um, Incredible is obviously you know out and out heel and Steve Carino was your cool face slash heel. Yeah. Um, you know, shades of grey, kind of a good guy, but still a bit of a dick. Um, but has since gone up against the likes of Sandman, who is you know, drastically recognised as a popular figure now. So is is kind of on the heelish side of things. So who are you? Cheering for here, yeah. Carino, Linen, credible face or heel. It is, um, yeah, very, yeah, really strange. Like, um, and Carino and long tights as well, yeah, <clears throat> for what it's worth. Just as strange. Um, I, um, <coughs> You know, we were just saying about at some point doing a, a, a reflection show. Yep. And one of the things I think that will be interesting to discuss is, you know, ECW was at the forefront of the rise of the, the cool heel and the, the bit more tweener and the shades of grey and all the rest of it. But what that led to is many times over the 400 and odd episodes we've watched, um, was us having to play a game of face or heel. Yeah. And 
I think that there is still a certain amount of benefit of people knowing who you want to cheer for or who you want them to cheer. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and I think that sometimes has taken some of the heat out of what should have been absolutely fucking hot things because, you know, as much as there's always been a bit of like, you know, we boo the horsemen, but actually they're fucking amazing and we love them. Yeah. Um, you know, they are still the heels. Um, whereas when you get into kind of, you know, some of the stuff with Taz and, and Shane Douglas and even here, um, it becomes a little bit harder and you end up with, with a little bit more tepid reactions because no one really knows who they're meant to be cheering and everyone's kind of just looking after their guy. It's just... Um... So it's it's just like, like yeah, it was strange. I mean, Lynn's, I mean, Carino is like you said, your, your baby face, but he's not a fully committed baby face. <clears throat> Lynn was the underdog face, but now he's at this transitional, is he sort of so face that he's given up on coming a heel? Just incredible, is just like a fully faced heel. So it is this really weird. Although he's the cocky heel who's been emasculated every single week. Um, and you're not giving him wins. You're not recharging him again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's strange. Um, so, basically, Just Incredible eliminates Jerry Lynn, which is the recurring story of Ree. Show so he got the pin start off with after eleven minutes, and then it went another eleven minutes um, with Carino besting just incredible. I thought Carino and Incredible together had a great little yep thing. I think that sort of good told a story. Kind of again, he kind of felt like just incredible was um, going to win it at this point. But obviously Carino went on to retain it. Carino sort of celebrating. Sandman's music hits. I don't really think there was much time to do anything looking at the timestamps, but. He still had enough time to come in the ring, um, cane the hell out of Carino, pick up the belt, give it the old, yo, and basically table people. Um, he's um, Carino's the champ, but the belt belongs to him, and he sort of just celebrated with the belt and then walked off. Yeah, it was nice to see him come down to the ring with a little bit of um, urgency for change. Yeah, it's good, and I think a lot of the the, the crowd that definitely at some points were chanting for him. So it was, yes. um, it, it, it was good to get me involved because obviously sort of people wanted to be involved, I guess. So it works out. Yeah, and that was that was the end of that. What was your um, your match of the week? Um, so I've kind of got a short list of two. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed big chunks of Rhino versus Spike Dudley. Yeah, no, I um, understand. But I think the ending just kind of took it away slightly. It, it needed to, I, I think the ending needed to be bigger. Um, and that's not taken away from Spike, you know, passing out and, and throwing up, but it just felt 
it felt quite intimate, if you know what I mean. It felt quite quite quiet rather than something big and explosive that I was expecting. Um, so I'm going to go with um, Unholy Alliance versus Crazy and Kid Cash. The match that doesn't make sense in so many levels, however, actually just bell to bell putting on an absolute fucking show. I mean, they don't disappoint ever, ever, ever. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like I said, storyline-wise, it's confusing. But as a as a match, if you were to walk in and watch a match, it would. They said it's just complete, just just carnage. They just they just clicked, and unholy allowance, especially, just clicked with everyone at the moment. Absolutely. For a team that just was nothingness a couple of months ago, they're just really just outrageous. Um, get involved with the conversation. Well, you still can. Um, underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram, obviously. Throw Royal Rumble, we love a Rumble chat. But also anything ECW, uh, any custom figures, T-shirts, memories, or anything you want to do, get involved. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to hearing you all. We'll be back next week for um, more Extreme Rewind as we hurtle down to the final pay-per-view which is crazy post show from a pay-per-view <clears throat> and also I think not historically strong yeah also I think we're going to have potentially the last Mount Rushmore of the show Mount Rushmore's wow. yeah, yeah 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 which which is going to be um, not an overall one it's obviously going to last 25 episodes for obviously for long term listeners everyone knows every 25 episodes like their episodes we do a Mount Rushmore of who we think has stood out in those 24 episodes. We're probably doing that as well. So it's always a fun show, a bit of Mount Rushmore. Why? Especially the as... Last um, one. Gosh. Especially as, yeah, depending on how deep you want to go, we could go through every Mount Rushmore ever. We could almost might do a little bit of time and work out who the most Rushmore'd person was. I'd suggest we keep, as we'll you know discuss format whilst live on air. Um, I think we we keep that as part of our um, super super special potential special wrap up and reflection. Oh, for our ultimate extreme wrap yeah. up and reflection, two thousand. Um, your boy wasn't on the show again, but you can still do your. Film. He wasn't two pay per views in a row, maybe <laughs> even more. Uh, but he's back on the next one so you know, we're okay um, so yes in that case just like RVD himself that was the whole fucking thing <laughs>